0: Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. I'm Adam. This is Zach. Hey. We're going to kick things off with the more interesting of the two games. Yeah. The more fun of the two games. Uh, Michigan 34, (laughs) Maryland 27. So maybe not surprisingly, I do have a few things to say about this game. And honestly... It doesn't. Even though it's not all positive things, it's fun to be able to talk about something other than a yeah, other than like gigantic victory over nobody. Michigan did. Other than Michigan did whatever they wanted to. Okay, move on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First of all, I don't think it was as concerning as I keep reading and hearing about from Michigan fans and from non-Michigan fans. I agree. It was close in the first half. Yes. I agree. Maryland had the lead for uh, about a minute in the second quarter. It was longer than a minute, but still in the second quarter by three. And then Michigan scored and held the lead the rest of the game. Maryland never had the ball with a chance to take the lead the entire fourth quarter. They had the ball once with a chance to tie it, and it got picked off on the second play. Whatever. Maryland wow. finished the game with 397 yards. Not ideal for Michigan. However, Maryland's. If they're better at one thing than the other, it's the offense. 397 yards, not ideal, obviously. However, they also got 75 yards on their last drive, down 15. And they had to convert a fourth and 13, third and 21, and a fourth and 12. Again, they
1: converted a third and 21. Yeah,
0: that's not ideal either. Wow. But so there's obviously stuff to clean up and get better at. I just think the panic is a little funny to me. Yeah, I agree. The whole game, Joel Klatt was talking about how Maryland was carving up Michigan on the ground and Maryland should be running more. Their two running backs ran it 24 times. Based on Joel Klatt, because you, you weren't able to watch the game, based on Joel Klatt's comments, how many yards per carry do you think they had? Six. 2.75. Yikes. Like, okay, Roman Hemby was supposed to be the big home run threat. He finished with a long of six yards. Wow. Maryland's quarterbacks averaged 6.9 yards per attempt with two touchdowns, two interceptions. Is that really super concerning? I say Calm down. Yeah. Some people are saying J.J. McCarthy struggled, but he was 18 for 26. 220 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I would not say he struggled. You wouldn't? No. Good. Can you tell me why? Wait, no,
1: no picks, but he, how many times did you put the ball on the ground? Don't leave that out.
0: He fumbled twice, lost in neither of them, yeah. but whatever. No Can you tell him? me why the narrative is that Talia's fewer yards on more attempts, one touchdown, two interceptions, was more impressive than J.J. McCarthy's because I keep hearing about how Talia carved him up and J.J. struggled Yeah, JJ's better statistically than Talia in the game whatever it's but expectations that's fine but don't say one's the after the
1: fact one's the quarterback from Michigan one's the quarterback from Maryland
0: I think that's right on what the heck is going on uh J.J. did miss a few deep shots. I think he was did he, really? he was like one of eight on throws over 20 yards, which if that continues, yes, that would be a problem. However, this is the first time that we've seen him, I think, miss a throw on a deep pass. So if it keeps up, if he's one for eight on downfield shots each game, yeah, they're going to be in trouble. However, if J.J. McCarthy doesn't keep struggling on those, which he hasn't most of his few throws in you know Michigan. Miss
1: you know who doesn't miss on deep shots?
0: Peyton Thorne. Were you going to say Peyton Thorne? C.J. Stroud. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that, I,
1: mean, I mean, I'm sure he does. I don't know the stats, but yeah, he's not one of eight The
0: you. The one concern that I have with him moving into this week, which I'll get into more later, is that Iowa only has a chance this week if Michigan turns it over and McCarthy is reckless with the ball a few times. Uh,
1: and everybody's going to be talking about it.
0: Yeah, I mean McCarthy was pretty reckless. He did fumble two times. He almost threw a pick once. He didn't. But sometimes it worked for Michigan when he was reckless. He scrambled for thirty seconds on a third and seven, <laughs> yeah. but he picked it up. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it was nearly a turnover, but it wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I. The the only way Iowa wins, Iowa. Iowa scored, but twenty seven points. But they had more defensive touchdowns than offensive touchdowns right. again.
1: But against a defense like Iowa, those plays like that third and seventh scramble, is that going to happen? The, that play where you said it was almost a pick, is it a pick against Iowa? Those two fumbles, does Michigan recover
0: it? Well, that, that, you're right, but that also assumes that J.J. keeps making those types of plays, which that assumes that he doesn't get any coaching in this week about, hey, maybe chill out. yeah, Maybe learn if... So Maryland was dropping eight. A lot of times or Mm -hmm. seven a lot of times and he just sat back there waiting for the pass when Charles Woodson after the game said to him God gave you your legs for a reason you need to start learning to run quicker and he was like it's a good point that Charles Woodson told me he said that was goat advice which is true but like so assuming he plays the exact same way and makes the exact same mistakes you're right I think they're in trouble which is what I said but I had one fan not you but another Ohio State fan Uh, say he had a great weekend watching Michigan get exposed on Saturday. But if if we ignore all the close games that Michigan won last year before winning the Big Ten, making the playoff, and an actual loss that didn't end up mattering at all last Mm -hmm. year, we can still look all the way back to 2018. Wait, no, 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 no. We can look all the way back to week one this year when Ohio State struggled with a lower mediocre at best Notre Dame team Or back to 2018, they
1: won by double digits, but
0: they still struggled, and it was a game deep into the fourth. They could have. It was not a game deep into the fourth. I I believe there. I mean, I'm not remembering the exact score times, but there was a point in the fourth quarter where Notre Dame had the ball with the chance to take the lead. Maybe I do know
1: that with. Around eleven minutes to go, Ohio State had the ball, did whatever they wanted. It took seven minutes to go down the field. And Until Brian Day learned
0: how to call a running play.
1: Yeah, apparently. Yeah.
0: Um, but so, twenty eighteen, Ohio State beat Penn State, who would finish nine and four. They beat them by one point. Mm-hmm. They only beat seven and six Minnesota by two scores. They got destroyed by six and seven Purdue, and needed overtime to sneak past Maryland by one when Maryland should have converted the two point conversion in overtime to win, but they dropped the ball.
1: Who was the head coach then? Not
0: Ryan Day. 2018? Who was the offensive coordinator? Ryan Day. Okay. How many so, points did they put up in those games? It doesn't matter. They were so close to losing. Like, are we saying 34 points is, like, not good? I'm not saying it's ideal, but it's not like they won 17-13 to 13 or something.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just saying. Uh, that year, Ohio State finished 13-1 and 1 in 2018. They had a number of close games. So, like I said, there are obviously a number of concerns moving forward that need to be addressed. But let's not act like there are these flaws that can't be fixed. I'm not saying yeah. they all will be fixed, but they can be fixed. Uh, was anyone coming into the year thinking Michigan was a perfect team, especially to start the year? No. No? Calm down.
1: I did. I do think going into this game, some Michigan fans felt like they were a perfect team.
0: Well, those some Michigan fans are dumb. Uh, I, I even picked Michigan to lose a game and not to Ohio State. More on that later, but <laughs> whatever. Michigan. Maybe. I, <laughs> is, hey, if that's Michigan's one loss, I don't care again. Yeah. Mm. Uh, maybe Michigan falters at some point. I'm not saying that they won't. I just think it's silly to put a ton of negative weight into a win when they were up by 15 with oh, a yeah. minute left in the game. Like maybe a lot of weight into it. Uh, I don't know how much it impacted the game, and I don't think it impacted the outcome. But how is it that Michigan has nine penalties on the year, Maryland has thirty-two, second most in the entire country coming into the game? They both finished with one. The refs didn't call anything on either team there were missed calls on Michigan too but man alive it's so much more frustrating watching a game when it's clear the refs are thinking about dinner instead of football there were a few times I was like oh here's an obvious hold nothing the flags just would not come out I think they called Maryland's on a false start that was obvious and the whole D line stood up and pointed it's like the refs didn't want to call penalties the entire game I want to end with this though okay Blake Corum finished with 243 rushing yards and two touchdowns <laughs> on 30 carries. That's the most rushing yards since Denard ran for 258 against Notre Dame in 2010. And it's the most by a Michigan running back since 95 when Biaka Batuka ran for 313 against Ohio State. So last week, Blake Corum ran for five touchdowns, the most since 2021 when Haskins Ran for five against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And then this week he ran, he had the most yards by a running back since Bianca Batuka ran for 313 against Ohio State. So way to be Blake Corum. I made a bet with my Spartan friend Joe. I love you, Joe, that uh, Blake Corum would outgain all of Michigan State for their entire game, and I won by three yards. Joe, You were sweating at the end? No, not really. We, went, we didn't watch the state game. He had already turned it off, so we'd like check the stats randomly. And then uh, later, he was like, oh, you won the bet. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Michigan game?
1: Um, I didn't watch the game Mm because I was at the Tennessee-Florida game. Um, But the stats show that J.J. did about as good as Cade McNamara last season. Um,
0: Which can we say? He did about as good as Cade McNamara, and people are saying he struggled. But go ahead.
1: I didn't say he struggled.
0: No, but a lot of people are. Go ahead.
1: Um, I would actually say he did worse because... I mean, JJ did fumble the ball twice. That sounds out of character for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, Cade McNamara, how many times did he fumble last Zero year against times. Maryland? Zero times, yeah. Um, this is the first time they've played an actual Power Five team. And he looked a little more down to earth, if we're being honest, right? Yeah, he's looked great against those Colorado State, Hawaii, who's the other team? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> That's my point. Who knows who they played because they played a bunch of garbage teams. But, like, he looked a little more down to earth. A little less like, oh, J.J. for Heisman. I'm not hearing that as much this week, which is a little nice, to be honest, because... Because well, now we're hearing Blake Corum for Heisman. No, well, we know C.J. Stroud's going to win the Heisman. Um, <laughs> they ran the ball more and more efficiently this year against Maryland. Yet it was a one-score game. In a game where there was, there was a fluke fumble on the opening kickoff.
0: That was planned. That was a, a designed play. Fluke
1: fumble on the, kick <laughs> the kickoff. If Maryland doesn't fumble that, or they maybe recover one or two of McCarthy's fumbles,
0: then they legit might win this game. Uh, uh, that's that's giving a lot of credit to Maryland's offense, which had 13 points in the first half. Okay. Um, Just that being saying, said, they they got a lot of yards on a lot of drives they punted on. I
1: do think that Maryland, despite being 3 0 going into this game, they're not a good team. SMU is not a good team. They beat them the week before by 7. I know there's no transitive property in football. I agree with mm-hmm. that. You say that a lot. I agree with that. But um that being said, I still think Michigan's one of the best teams in the Big 10 and they don't have a lot to worry about other than getting smacked by 30 points the last weekend of November.
0: If that happens, I will I promise you on camera right now, I will shave your head. Okay. Yeah, um, you won't. <laughs> Cuz it was a- a chance. See, I came out of this. I don't think Maryland is is in contention by any stretch for the East. I do think that they are better than last year. And they they returned their entire offensive line. They have a really good receiving core, one of whom got hurt on Saturday. Hopefully it's not for a long time. And Talia got hurt. Talia yeah. got hurt. I don't know if he came out because of his pick. And they are like, we're not going to come back. We need to save him. I don't know. What the deal is. Hopefully he comes back for this week. Uh, although the backup looked okay, too. Um, my point is I do think they're improved, and I think they might be on the same level as, like, Penn State.
1: Ooh.
0: I also am not sold on Penn State yet.
1: Uh, I'm not sold on Penn State, but they will not beat Penn State.
0: Time will tell. I'm not saying they'll beat Penn State. I'm saying... It's a question in my mind. Now, the last time I said this, I said it's Illinois uh, contender in the West. (laughs) I got to wait and see. Yeah. So, who knows? I do think Maryland is better than Maryland typically has been.
1: You were talking about Ohio State in the past.
0: Uh, Michigan and Ohio State do play this year,
1: unlike two years ago when Michigan chickened out. They play in Columbus. Do you know the last time Ohio State lost to a Big Ten team in Columbus? It's been a while. Do you know? What year? 2015. 26 straight home wins. in the It's big
0: born on third stuff. Yeah,
1: Michigan's not going to beat Ohio State this year.
0: Okay. I mean, streaks end. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's your underwear. <laughs> Ohio State 52, Wisconsin 21.
1: Thoughts? I mean, Ohio State looked great all around. In a game that was 45-7 to before the backups and third stringers came in. I am loving... Cade Stover at tight end. And it's not just him getting involved in the pass game, because that's really fun. He had two touchdown catches this last game, and he is just really fun to watch. Um, He's a farm boy, just goes out there and works hard. I think it's super cool that this dude has played at three different positions with the Buckeyes, and he's finally found his spot. He's great at blocking. He sprung a deep run at one point in the game, and he just has looked great all around at that position. Um, I could talk about all the weapons that they have all day long all day long. But one thing that I have loved about this season that was, frankly, not there last season, at least on both sides of the ball, is the offense and defensive line have been killing it. They have been dominant this year. Something that a championship team needs, and I think that this will be a huge step back in the right direction after taking a step back last year. They gave up zero tackles for losses and zero sacks against a really good Wisconsin defense. And they, frankly, did whatever the heck they wanted. They, I think, averaged over six yards per carry. They did average over six yards per carry.
0: Um, Let me ask you this, though. Are you saying a good Wisconsin defense, a really good Wisconsin defense, because of Wisconsin past and not Wisconsin present? Why do you think that Wisconsin's defense is really good this year? The point that I'm driving at I is do, who... I do
1: think it's partly the the feeling of, like, oh, they have a good, defense, yeah, a good yeah. defense in the past. And it'll be interesting but, so to see. So my point is,
0: forward. who good has Ohio State played? Who better than, um, than Michigan? No. No, no, no. Just good. <laughs> I know that Michigan's not really played anybody good. I'm just yeah. saying, I think that... For Michigan and for Ohio State, it's a lot of nothing except maybe Penn State. Yeah. until they meet.
1: Yeah, but I do like. That's the thing. I also Is, don't remember
0: who Ohio State has as crossovers. They play
1: Iowa in mm-hmm. Northwestern that's, okay. still.
0: And who in North- Northwestern. Northwestern? I think in Western, like Western Michigan, no, and I was like
1: in mm-hmm. Northwestern. So they are, they already played Wisconsin, obviously. right? Right. Right just happened. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah, as far as crossovers, then then they'll obviously play Minnesota in the big 10 championship <laughs> game. Um, and I think they'll just run right through their schedule, in my opinion. But that's what I'm saying is the difference between last year is even in against teams that weren't good, the defensive line did not look as dominant as it has this year. It did not play as well as it did last year. The linebackers didn't play as well as they did last year. Eichenberg is on track to be an all American in my opinion. He's just been all over the field this last the last few weeks. He had fourteen tackles, I believe, on Saturday. And he's just looked really well. He's he has ton he has a more tackles for loss this year already than he did last year. Crazy. Yeah. Um yeah. A couple weeks ago, other thing, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, um I complained about the amount of penalties that Ohio State was committing. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it too. They have had four penalties in the last two weeks combined. It's pretty good. The last stat I'll say, and I just, I have two more stats. The last two stats I'll say, the next one I just love. Ohio State is on track to have two 1,000-yard receivers and two 1,000-yard rushers. Has that ever happened? I seriously doubt it, but I haven't checked. But that's pretty incredible. Someone check. Yeah, someone, someone check for me. The other one is Wisconsin had 296 total yards. That sounds like a decent amount, but... Just about half of it came in the last two drives in the fourth quarter with the backups in.
0: That's fun.
1: Um,
0: so it's fun that, that you said the defense played so much better. Uh, Braylon a- Allen ran it 23 times for 7.2 yards per attempt. He had a
1: 75-yard carry for a touchdown and against the third stringers.
0: Take that out, and he still averaged about four yards a carry, which okay. isn't like, oh, we dominated. He's also, he's also the third best running back in the Big Ten. My main takeaway was can we please do away with divisions? Because the West is so bad, except maybe for Minnesota, who the pollsters obviously agree still haven't played anyone decent as they're 4-0 and just ranked 21st. I
1: I get to that later.
0: Yeah, Ohio State's defense is clearly better uh, than last year's, but I still don't think uh, that we know how fixed it is yet. Like, it might be... All the way fixed, like you think and hope. Yeah, I also think it might be they haven't played a good offense. I don't, I don't
1: think that for the Ohio State to win the national championship with how good their offense is, their defense doesn't have to be perfect. I mean, I Georgia also obvious.
0: struggled. Uh, there, I don't think any team looks untouchable right now. I think every team has struggled in at least one game.
1: I agree. I mean, I don't know. I still wouldn't say Ohio State struggled against Notre Dame, especially losing Jackson Smith and Jigba in the Even first after quarter.
0: seeing Notre Dame struggle the yes. way that they have.
1: Yes, they just okay. beat North Carolina. They um, did just
0: beat an 89-year-old Mac Brown, unranked <laughs> North Carolina. He's not 89. I don't know how old he is, but he's <laughs> old. But I will say this. Yeah, um,
1: Ohio State's defense was bad last year in It is, I think, currently tied for 21st in total yards. And there's been two teams in recent history that have had a defense outside of the top 25 and won the national championship. That was the 2019 LSU team, historic team, and that was Cam Newton's Auburn team. I do think that Ohio State's offense can be on par with both those teams to win a national championship with how good their defense has played this year.
0: You are unbiased, so I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, Scarlet and Mays picks standings. So I did better than you again, nine and one to eight and two. But who's got the better overall record? So far, it's 40 to 12, 42 and 10. Yeah. I'm closing the gap, is my point. We'll see. Uh big ten takeaways. I'll I'll go first because I have two. I don't know how many you have. Penn State is ranked 11th in the country, undefeated at 4-0, but they only outgained central by 40 yards while Central had four turnovers, wow. and Penn State won by 19. That's after Penn State struggled mightily with Purdue, who clearly isn't of the beat Ohio State variety of <laughs> Purdue. Partly because they don't play Ohio State this year. but That could be. Their motivation is just gone. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um I have one. Yeah. I think that Minnesota versus Ohio State is the easy bet for the Big Ten Championship right now, and that's what I picked before the season started.
0: Fun. Yeah. Uh, I had been saying, this is more on what I touched on a little bit ago, but i have been saying that we should get rid of divisions, but what if instead of that we just go to relegation, like soccer, I think. I don't like soccer. I don't know what relegation but means. Minnesota, so that means like you move up or you move down, depending on how you do. So Minnesota would now get moved up into the Big Ten East, and Michigan State gets moved down <laughs> to the Big Ten West so that they can both be – you know, playing with teams more on their skill level. Mm,
1: that's funny. They shouldn't do that. It's not a joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on to the rapid fire turd pile picks. Mm-hmm. Purdue at Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota, Illinois at Wisconsin. I almost picked Illinois here. <laughs> I'm just I did almost that. pick Illinois here. I, I know. I was, uh-huh. uh, but I went with Wisconsin. I I was like, this might be a point of separation, but I didn't want to bet on Brett Bielema to give me... I was always, Anything good. I
1: didn't even think about picking Illinois. Yeah, Wisconsin. Right.
0: <laughs> Northwestern at Penn State. You almost thought about Northwestern, too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, Penn State. Penn Northwestern's State. the worst. Um, Michigan State at Maryland. <laughs> Maryland. Maryland. Dang. Yeah. Indiana at Nebraska.
1: Nebraska.
0: Nebraska!
1: Uh, dude, Northwestern.
0: <laughs> They're real bad.
1: They might not win another game.
0: If Pat Fitzgerald wasn't an alum... Pat Fitzgerald will be fired right now.
1: I don't know what their third non-divisional game is, but they play Penn State and Ohio State. They might not win another game.
0: They probably won't. They're really bad. Yeah. On to the varsity games, of which there are only two this week. uh, Rutgers at Ohio State.
1: Ohio State by 50. I
0: agree. Michigan at Iowa. Uh, It could be just... PTSD from 2016, or it could be the fact that Iowa has won five of the last six home games against top five teams going back to 2008. Their one loss was against Penn State in 2017. But I'm seriously, like, actually nervous about the game. Uh, The only way Iowa wins is if Michigan turns it over. But on Saturday, Michigan fumbled three times. They only lost one of them. McCarthy was far from perfect while – throwing we all know what happened the last time they played in Indy but that was in Indy right. Jim Harbaugh said the top the uh Kinnick Stadium is the place where top 5 teams go to die the stats seem to back that up Yeah uh I I'm glad it's not a night game I'm glad it's uh a noon kick but honestly yeah they won 5 of the last 6 home games against top 5 teams Yeah what was the one loss Penn State in
1: 2017 Yep I think it's because the reason they lost that is because they knew deep down that that year that Penn State team wasn't really a top-five team. Mm, Maybe. And so I think that Michigan's going to win this year because deep down (laughs) they're going to (laughs) know Michigan's not really a top-five team.
0: A big difference from this year to 2016 mm -hmm. is Wilton Spate in 2016 played injured the whole game, Yeah. and Cade McNamara is already out Injured. So, J.J. McCarthy is just in. Now, well, if J.J. McCarthy gets injured, they're probably going to go with walk-on uh, Davis-Warren. And it might might not be ideal. Yeah. However, it's a good thing that the quarterback going into the game is healthy. Uh, hopefully, he just doesn't turn it over because Iowa has yeah. no offense at all. Their defense scored more than their offense – yeah. Maybe literally in every single game so far this year, Michigan just needs to take care of the ball, score one time, pack it up, and go home. So we'll see.
1: I will say this. Mm-hmm. I have, like, shit on Michigan a decent amount this episode. Not really, though, if I'm being honest. I do still think that they're one of the best teams in the country, and I think there is a legit chance, partly because of Michigan's schedule, mm-hmm. that the playoff is two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams in Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. I heard
0: someone say... Because the NCAA is garbage. If the NCAA allowed that, if they put in two Big Ten teams, two SEC teams, they could say, "Look, change is coming. This is why change is coming." They could try to wrap it up and be like, "See, we're doing a good thing here. By you know, there's this year is two Big Ten, two SEC. We're fixing that Mm -hmm. with the sixteen or twelve team, not sixteen team. Yeah, Uh,
1: the only teams that." Michigan has to worry about because they're going to have one loss. They're going to be 11-1, and one, mm-hmm. lose to Ohio State. The only teams that they have to worry about to make the playoffs is if Clemson's undefeated, they'll obviously be in. They have a decent chance to be undefeated because they play in the ACC. I don't think they're as good as Michigan. The other one is USC. If they're undefeated, they'd be in over Michigan, obviously, because Michigan would have the one loss. But if either of the, if both those teams lose one game, I would say there's a really good chance that Michigan still makes the playoff.
0: I agree. When they lose to Ohio State, this weekend was good for those chances. I I'm blanking on the uh, the teams that lost, but
1: yeah, the Big Twelve is like almost completely eliminated. Plus, I mean, there's a lot of one-loss teams already in the Big Twelve.
0: Though. Who still has to play Kansas?
1: Yeah, Kansas. I think Kansas is the only undefeated team from the Big Twelve.
0: Watch Kansas win the Big Twelve. That'd be fun. That'd be crazy. Um, Lance Leopold would be like. Get, I mean, he should be him, either way. Him. He could leave right now if he wanted. For He'd get a Mel Tucker contract and be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet he would uh, do better after he got it, though. Game of the week, Oklahoma <laughs> State at Baylor. Speaking of the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, rematch of the Big 12 title game from yeah. last year. This is at Baylor. Uh, I kept going back and forth up until we were about to record, but I love Dave Aranda compared it <laughs> to uh, – Oh, um, uh, my. Mike Gundy. Gundy. I kept thinking Dude. Mike Leach. I was like, it's not it. Do it. Mike Gundy's 40. We get it. He has a mullet. He's gross. Dave Aranda's I, I, way better. Uh, Baylor, 32 26.
1: I, I love Mike Gundy. Not as a coach, just as a guy. I think he's, he's funny. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, That is all it takes for me to love somebody is if they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but. <laughs> um, I do like Dave Aranda more as a coach. I do think that. Um, Jim Knowles was a decent part of Oklahoma State's success last year, hence why Ohio State's defense is way better. Baylor was my preseason pick to win the Big 12, and I'm still rolling with the Bears here. I think they win by double digits, 34-20. to 20.
0: Hmm. Things no one is talking about. I'll let you go first.
1: All right, well, what the F is the AP poll? Kansas has a way better resume than Ole Miss. They've played better teams they beat these better teams by more points. Yet Ole Miss is 14th. Where's Kansas ranked? Um, They're not ranked. That is just crazy to me. Kansas State, I don't know why I'm talking about all these Kansas teams <laughs> and the rankings. That's kind of crazy to me. Kansas State literally just beat Oklahoma. They have the same exact record, both 3-1. and one. Oklahoma's ranked 18th. Kansas State is 25th. Don't know how that adds up. Another thing that doesn't add up is Baylor lost to BYU a couple weeks ago. They have also the same exact record, and Baylor is three spots higher than BYU. Just switch them. I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. Also, last thing about the AP poll, if we're being honest, someone in the SEC, maybe like Ole Miss, had the same exact schedule and record and outcome as Minnesota right now. They They'd would be top ten. They would be probably top ten, or at least ranked where Ole Miss is ranked right now yeah. at fourteenth. And Minnesota is we talked about earlier twenty first. It's crazy to me. Minnesota not in the SEC. Minnesota join the SEC. Don't. <laughs> that would not be good
0: for them. <laughs> that wouldn't be good for anybody. I think.
1: Yeah. I think they would. I think they would. They could probably win eight games in, with this year's team in the SEC. I don't think the SEC is yeah, that good though. But depending on who they draw. Yeah, you get you get Bama and Georgia there. You got two losses. You get Tennessee. They're at three losses. Kentucky. They might be at four losses. I don't know if they lose to the rest of the SEC though. So they might be I don't at think eight they losses. Lose to Kentucky. Win. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm. They uh, legit could win nine games in the SEC.
0: There's only one way to find out. Yeah. Go East and South. <laughs> yep. My. <laughs> <laughs> my my thing, no one is talking about DaQuan Finn. Yeah, I, the Toledo quarterback coming. that you said was really good. I still went think he's 21 legit. 21 for 34, one touchdown and three interceptions in a 17-14 loss to Brady Hoke in the raging San Diego State Aztecs.
1: Yeah, I I saw this comment. I checked the stat after the game. I was like, I wonder how good how good this kid did. He did not do good, and uh, I mean, I'm in my words right now, but I still think that he is a legit athlete, and maybe San Diego State was better at containing him in the pocket where he had to make throws instead of scrambling and then finding a guy downfield way later.
0: All I'm saying is once he played a real defense, he struggled. Oh, yeah, okay. Look, if Brady Hoke's team (laughs) does a better job against you than your team, maybe it's just another data point to consider. Maybe... Your team is not as good as you think on defense. Maybe.
1: I'm honestly not worried about it. Good. TND thinks Ohio State's the best team in the country.
0: I don't care. Uh, <laughs> what's your Tweet of the Week, Zach?
1: Uh, my Tweet of the Week is from um, Ohio State's Barstool account, and the caption is, I mean, this is ridiculous in all caps. Fire emoji. Ohio State is wide receiver you, and they tagged Brian Hartline, and it's just a, a snapshot of some Ohio State wide receivers in the NFL. And it is ridiculous. It is Michael Thomas, Curtis Samuel, Noel Brown, Terry McLaurin, Paris Campbell, Chris Olave, and Garrett Wilson, all frickin' ballers. And those last two, I think, are going to be special. They're off to a hot start in the rookie seasons. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave.
0: Miss them sometimes. But we do still have some talent at the wide receiver position. But and Well, they have one good receiver. And then if he goes out, they struggle. But yeah. Well, he was out last week. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's not true. You
1: said... No, okay. <laughs> what was said by Ryan Day himself, mm-hmm. most of the game plan wrapped around them giving the ball to Jackson Smith and Jigba against Notre Dame. Who got hurt in the first quarter?
0: All I'm saying is and, we've heard so much about the five stars they can just plug in, plug in, oh no, Ohio State got five more five-star receivers committed in five straight days. Yeah. And then one goes out and they go, I don't know how to move the ball. Seems a little silly.
1: I don't know. They still kind of did whatever struggled they wanted in the Notre fourth Dame. quarter.
0: Oh, did you say struggled in Notre they Dame? They did whatever they wanted okay. in the fourth
1: quarter. They, they could have scored three it's touchdowns in the fourth, fourth quarter. It's funny how perspectives are different to, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Um, name <laughs> Michigan doesn't have a, a wide receiver better than Ohio State's top four wide receivers. So currently, currently,
0: uh, Donovan Edwards.
1: That's a running back.
0: Yeah, but he's a great receiver. Also. <laughs> He's, hey, not, I'm, better. he's I'm not, not
1: better. i But he's not better than Marvin Harrison Jr. He's not better than Emeka Ibuka, and he's not better than Julian Fleming.
0: But he also wasn't born on third, <laughs> and he also has a win in the last two years. In the game. Yeah. I'll My tweet we'll of the week team. in a response to former Michigan State football player, but <laughs> Spartan dog for life, Jarell Worthy, seemingly crowdsourcing Twitter to find replacements for Michigan State's football team, at Wolf Ramon said, My 13 year old is pretty good for his eighth grade middle school team. His coaches got him playing offense and defense. What kind of NIL deal can I get? LOL, 6'2, 220 pounds. His, his, 13-year-old son is 6'2", 220. I don't know, but what I do know is it's hilarious that Spartan Dog for Life, Jarrell Worthy, is literally going to Twitter asking for walk-ons to fix his football team.
1: I should look into this because I think if I got into football shape, worked out with the team, you know, did the, the works... I think I could probably play better than the safeties they have now. I think you could not get into shape and play better than the safeties they have yeah. now. <laughs> dude, I, I will say I had an absolute snag of an interception in flag football once, and <laughs> I felt like Ed Reed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, maybe you should uh, tweet Mel Tucker. I snagged it on the Take this, a picture with a car, smoke a cigar, and go play down, safety.
1: On the way down, just threw him to the ground, ran a little bit, and my flag got pulled, but... Mm. That's too bad. Yeah.
0: With that, we'll see you next week. Go Blue. Go Buckeyes.